With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back, folks, to yet another edition of the Mavs Outsiders Podcast, a special edition episode. Uh, this is the GOAT series. I think it's part four. I've honestly lost track. Uh, let me double double check. God, I should have been prepared, right? Um, if you have tapped in for any of the previous editions of the GOAT series 2.0, and this is part four, we're going to go through numbers. 50 down to number 41 in this episode so we're in the top 50 uh, i'm excited about getting into it but again if you tapped in for the other ones i realized that it was a little dry this time around i'm, I'm, I'm self-aware in that, in that regard so what i did is i went back and i did add some background music to uh the the player parts it's not loud at all it's really subtle but it, it helps clear up some of that dead air. You know, when you're talking to yourself for 30, 40, 45 minutes, uh, it, it's going to be dry at some point. Like, you're going it, to... It's hard to let it breathe. And then when I do let it breathe, there's a weird silence. So, uh, adding the background music made a huge difference for me as far as my ability to, to listen to it and it not be uh, a sleep story. <laughs> like, it, previously, it was some good music. Good, good background listening to go to sleep to is what it was. So now with the background music, hopefully it's a little bit more entertaining. It's a little, it flows a little bit better. But I don't have to do any intros in this one. I don't have to do any catch up because I didn't take a month, month and a half off <laughs> between episodes. So let's get into it, man. I, I, I don't want to waste your time too much. We're going to get straight into it with a big one. So number 50 on our Go Series list is none other than Jason Kidd. Goat points, 203.1. Uh, his career spanned three eras. The Mike era, Duncan, Kobe, Shaq era, and then the LeBron era. Um, most of his career in the Duncan, Kobe, Shaq era. He moved up one spot from last year so he was number 51 he moved up to 50 remember i tweaked the formula to value assists a little bit more highly uh, as well as changing uh, some of the parameters for the finals mvp to weaken it for um players that won it before the merger so a lot there was a lot of movement and you'll start to hear some of the movement in this this batch of players but jason kidd did move up one to number 50 uh, his nicknames J Kid or Ace and Kid because he had no J when he came into the league. Uh, his height six four, so point guard. Born in San Francisco, went to college at Cal. Played in the NBA from 1994 to 2013. He is currently the Dallas Mavericks head coach. Some of you may have known that. 
his teams in his career. He played for the Mavericks, the Suns, the Nets, came back to the Mavericks and then finished his career with the New York Knicks. Uh, he's a five-time assist champ, five-time All-NBA first-team selection, one-time All-NBA second-team selection, a four-time All-Defensive first-team selection, and five-time All-Defensive second-team selection. Uh, when it came to additional accolades he earned through my formula, he was twice awarded a finals runner-up MVP uh, for his runs with the 2002 and 2003 New Jersey Nets. He also does have a ring uh, in 2011 with the Dallas Mavericks, of course. His claim to fame, <clears throat> when he came into the league, he was, as I said, considered a dimer with no jump shot but during his peak and in Dallas he shot over 40% from three fun facts his number five is retired by the Nets and by the uh, Cal Berkeley he did make the 75th anniversary team uh, he retired third all time in regular season and playoff triple doubles uh, he is second all time in career assists second all-time in career steals of course both to uh, John Stockton uh, he is eighth in career assists per game uh, the year he was drafted the Mavs went from 13 wins to 36 which is the best imp which was the best improvement in the league that season uh, the Suns improved by 16 wins when he arrived in Phoenix and the Nets improved by 26 wins. Uh, of course, he wasn't the only addition of the year that he went to the Nets, but they improved by 26 wins, and he actually came in second in MVP voting that year. Number 49 on our list is none other than Spencer Haywood. Uh, he had 204.5 GOAT points, played his entire career in the Kareem era. Uh, he did move down three spots with the adjustments that I made. His nicknames are Wood or Woody. He was a 6'8 center slash power forward from Silver City, Mississippi. He played his college ball at Detroit Mercy. His playing years in the NBA from 1969 to 1983 though he did play in Italy for the 1980-1981 season. Currently, he is a public advocate against drug use. And we'll get into that a little bit more later. <clears throat> During his career, he played for the Denver Rockets of the ABA, the Sonics, the Knicks, the New Orleans Jazz, the Lakers, and the Washington Bullets. He was the 1970 MVP Defensive Player of the Year and Rookie of the Year in the in the ABA. He was All ABA First Team selection, All ABA First Team defense. He then came to the NBA and earned two All NBA First Team selections and two All NBA Second Team selections. He was a scoring and rebound champ in that 1970 year in the ABA as well. He averaged 30 points and 19 and a half rebounds. He did not earn any additional accolades uh, due to my formula. And he did have a ring. He won a championship with the 1980 
uh, Lakers title team. His claim to fame. He was signed illegally by the Sonics. And I've, I've been over this story before last year's series, but I'll do it again. Uh, at the time, the NBA had a rule stating that you had to be four years removed from high school uh, to, to come into the NBA. Uh, there was a, a lawsuit, went to the Supreme Court, uh, the Hayward, Haywood versus the NBA. The, uh, he stated that the four-year rule infringed on his right to make a living. Uh, he played 33 games that year that he signed with the Sonics illegally. Uh, because of his lawsuit, he was able to continue to play until it was resolved, basically. Uh, he was booed heavily. He was spat on. He was taunted. Uh, and again, the, the case went to the Supreme Court before the NBA ended up settling and created a new rule called the hardship rule, uh, basically stating that if you if you could show that your team, your, you would benefit, your family would benefit tremendously financially by you playing in the NBA, then you could forego that 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 four year rule and, and enter the NBA early. Uh, after this ruling, uh, the average player salary rose from thirty five thousand a year to one hundred eighty thousand a year by the end of the seventies, and they do believe that this situation was a big part of that. Fun facts: His number twenty four was retired by the Sonics. His number forty five was retired by Detroit Mercy College. Uh, he's the youngest MVP ever at 21 years old. Uh, again, he averaged 19 and a half boards, which was an all-time ABA record as well, the, uh, his rookie year slash MVP year. Uh, he battled cocaine addiction in the 70s. It's what got him waived by the Lakers in 1980, which is why he ended up in Italy for that 1980-1981 season. <clears throat> he again was kicked off the Lakers during that 1980 season uh, during the finals actually from falling asleep during practice uh, he said that he missed the final game like he didn't actually even see it because he was getting high in 2020 Mark J. Spears and Gary Washburn released the book The Spencer Haywood Rule Battles Basketball and the Making of an American Iconoclast uh, his story is is very interesting. Again, he 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 helped change the game as far as allowing younger guys to get into the NBA. I believe some of the players we've already mentioned in this series got to the NBA because of the hardship rule, and there probably are a few more to come that that were able to enter the NBA early because of the hardship rule that was instituted due to his lawsuit. Let's keep it moving. Number 48 on our list is a guy whose name came up actually very recently in, in public discourse. Anthony Davis, go points, 210.6, plays in the LeBron era. He actually is in the exact same spot he was in last year at 48. Uh, his nicknames are AD and the Unibrow. He's a 6'10 power forward slash center, even though he doesn't want to be a center. Uh, hometown Chicago, played his college ball in Kentucky. Uh, his playing years from 2012 to present, currently playing for the Lakers. His teams, 
the New Orleans Hornets, New Orleans Pelicans, and Los Angeles Lakers. Davis is a three-time block champion, a four-time All-NBA first-team selection, two-time All-Defensive first-team selection, and two-time All-Defensive second-team selection. He did not uh, attain any additional accolades from me, and of course he won a ring with the 2020 Bubble Lakers. His claim to fame currently right now is really just his signature look, the unibrow. Additional facts about Anthony Davis, uh, he's really just getting into his prime years recently. Uh, he's currently seventh all-time in playoff points per game. Of course, that's something we probably expect to change over the course of his career, but we'll see. He's currently also 23rd in career points per game. Again, something that will likely change at some point. But the, again, the way I see it is with active players that are in their prime or pre-prime, uh, they're boosted right now by their career averages, but they're also not going to be on those career totals lists yet either. So I think it'll end up balancing itself out unless their careers are tragically cut short for some reason. Uh, Davis was named to the 75th anniversary team. Uh, he does actually have a twin sister named Antoinette. He is the youngest player to score 59 points in a game. He was the first player in basketball history to win an NCAA title, an NBA title, an Olympic gold medal, and a FIBA World Cup. Uh, his high school didn't actually have a gym. Uh, his high school was an academic academy that barely had any athletic success uh, up until the time he was there his parents actually considered moving him once they realized he was good at basketball but um, his his teacher basically said that you know talent people will find talent wherever it's at uh, and so his family kept him at the academic school uh, he was six feet tall as a freshman six foot four at the end of his sophomore year and then six eight by the time his junior year rolled around he was actually unnoticed through his junior season, but uh, he played a lot of AAU ball that spring, and that changed everything. He started shooting up to the top of a lot of scouting lists after that. And uh, to bring the story full circle, he donated $65,000 to his school to build a basketball court after his rookie year in the NBA. And considering he was a one and done, it wasn't that long between him graduating and him buying them a basketball court or helping fund a basketball court, I should say. That's all I got on AD. His story's still being written. Number 47 on our list is George McGinnis. McGinnis has 211.4 GOAT points, played his entire career in the Kareem era. He actually moved down four spots with the adjustments. Again, some of these older guys were hurt by the adjustments. So he moved down four spots. His nicknames, Big Mac and Baby Bull. He was a 6'8 power forward from Harpersville, Alabama. Played his college ball at Indiana. His playing years in the NBA were from 1971 to 1982 four of those years being in the ABA. His teams, he did play for the Pacers in the ABA, 76ers, the Nuggets, and then he ended his career with the Pacers in the NBA. 
his accolades. He's a two-time All-ABA first team, one-time All-ABA second team. He was the ABA playoff MVP, which is their version of the finals MVP. So counted it the same. Uh, so ABA finals MVP. He was the ABA MVP as well and the scoring champion all in the 1975 season. So again, he was playoff MVP, regular MVP, scoring champion, and uh, all ABA first team. He also was all NBA first team the next year in 1976. So again, a lot of, you know, question about whether or not the ABA should be weighted equally to the NBA. He went from all ABA first team in the ABA MVP in 1975 and then immediately after he came to the NBA was all NBA first team so again not that big of a gap if there was any <clears throat> he was also named to the all NBA second team in 1977 moving forward he did not gain any additional accolades from my awards he did win, win two titles with the uh, Indiana Pacers during the ABA days. His claim to fame, well, it's more like infamy. Uh, the Pacers traded a young Alex English for him, which I might have mentioned during the Alex English portion, perhaps not. But the Pacers traded a young Alex English for him to boost attendance because, again, McGinnis went to Indiana. He played for the Pacers in the ABA and basically he was really popular with people in the state so they thought you know we'll trade this young up-and-coming guy for a guy that everybody loves and sell some tickets uh but at that point mcginnis was washed and alex english went on to get an abundance of buckets for the nuggets spending the next 10 seasons averaging over 20 points a game for them and leading them leading the league in scoring scoring one of those years Meanwhile, McGinnis was out of the league within two seasons. So I hope those ticket boosts were worth it. <laughs> Fun facts. He's 37th all-time in career rebounds per game. His number 30 is retired by the Pacers. Uh, technically, that number is retired for four players who wore that number, including Reggie Miller. The year he won MVP, he lost in the finals despite averaging 32 points, 16 boards, and eight assists. And again, uh, that was in the ABA. He was the playoffs MVP. They didn't do just the finals. They did the entire playoffs. He lost in the finals, but 32, 16, and eight, it got him the MVP. Uh, the next year, he exercised his $85,000 buyout clause to go to the NBA. Uh, his draft rights had been traded to New York with the condition that he leave the ABA by a certain deadline but he didn't leave the ABA early enough, so his rights belonged to the 76ers at that point. However, he preferred New York because it was a bigger market and he filed a restraining order against the NBA so he could negotiate with any team. Uh, it was dropped a week later and he was simply allowed to sign with the Knicks <clears throat> uh, for six years, 2.4 mil. However, Larry O'Brien's first act as commissioner was to disapprove his contract and make the Knicks forfeit their first pick in the 1976 draft, as well as reimburse Philly for all the expenses related to the dispute. Five weeks later, he ended up signing a six-year $3.2 million deal with Philly. So initially signed for six years, 2.4 mil with the Knicks illegally because, again, they didn't have his rights anymore. Um... 
Larry O'Brien put his foot down. He ended up signing with Philly for six years and 3.2 mil. So he got more money out of it to play in a quote-unquote lesser market in Philly. It's fun to have those little anecdotal stories about things that, that, that shape the course of the NBA. If you're a beginning podcaster or someone who just wants to make things easy on their journey, Spotify for Podcasts is the perfect platform for you. They allow you to record your podcast and edit it, not only from your computer, but your phone as well, so you can do it on the go wherever you are. You can make money from your podcast through ads provided by the platform or through subscriptions from your audience with no catch at all. They even take the liberty of distributing your podcast not only to the Spotify platform, but every other podcast and platform as well. Just like that. All you have to do is record, edit, hit publish, and Spotify takes care of the rest. I use Spotify podcasters to start my journey. Bibbs used it to start his journey. We used it to start the Mavs Outsiders journey. Now you have the opportunity to use it to start your journey as well. To get started, all you have to do is download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com forward slash podcasters to get started. Number 46 on our list is Dwight Howard. Goat points, 217.54, played in the Duncan, Kobe, Shaq era, uh, crossing over into the LeBron era where he spent most of his days. He is actually down two spots from last year. Uh, I believe some guys moved up, and and so he got bumped down a little bit, Uh, but still number 46. His nickname, Superman and D12. He's a 6'10 center out of Atlanta. Uh, He actually did come straight out of high school. His playing years were from 2004 to the present day, currently playing for the same Los Angeles Lakers as Anthony Davis. His teams, he played for the Magic, the Lakers, the Rockets, the Hawks, the Hornets, the Wizards, back to the Lakers, the 76ers, and finally back to the Lakers again. He's been around. His accolades is a five-time rebound champion, a two-time block champion, a three-time defensive player of the year, five-time All-NBA first team selection, one All-NBA second, two All-NBA third, four All-Defensive first teams, and one All-Defensive second team. He got an additional accolade from me as the finals runner-up, MVP in 2010 in his run with the Magic. He does have a ring with the 2020 Lakers. His claim to fame, a 39 and a half inch vertical, which is not normal for a big man. And of course, the epic slam dunk contest in 2008. Additional facts about Dwight. He is the Magic's all-time scoring leader. He is 19th in career rebounds per game, uh, which again, this is part of that, that active players and how they're going to change over the course of the series. Uh, So last year, he was 15th in career rebounds per game. This year, he's dropped four spots to 19th in career rebounds per game because he's playing more games, but not rebounding like he was in his prime. So something to watch there. And it also could be a factor in why he dropped four spots. Um, 
Dwight idolized Kevin Garnett and chose his number 12 because it was the reverse of KG's number 21. He's the first player in NBA history to come out of high school and play all 82 games. <clears throat> he didn't miss a game until his fifth year in the league. Uh, he played 351 consecutive games before he missed one. He set the finals record with nine blocks in a game in game four of the series against the Lakers. He's the first player to win Defensive Player of the Year three times in a row. He set a regular season record with 39 free throw attempts in 2012 due to a hack of Dwight effort. Uh, he was actually controversially left off the 75th anniversary list. And I was one of the more vocal people when it came to this because there's no doubt in my mind Dwight Howard should have been on that list. We questioned it. We called it out. I think him and AD got into an argument on the bench around that time. And um, <laughs> the joke was that Dwight was mad because Anthony Davis was on the list and he wasn't. It's legitimate. Like I said, this this list right now has them, my, you know, my list has them within the same range of each other with Dwight higher, of course. And I do think his accolades speak for themselves. But you have to wonder if his reputation as a bad teammate is why he was left off the list. Let's go down. Let's go down the list. Reportedly, he had burned all bridges when he left Orlando. And this is, again, according to verified sources and reports, uh, his magic team in an interview in 2013, again, this was after he left. Uh, he said that his magic team was a roster of guys no one wanted. Uh, he reportedly did not get along with Kobe or James Harden. His Hawks teammates celebrated when he was traded to Charlotte. His Charlotte teammates celebrated when he was traded to Washington. Uh, in 2018, the Ringer put out an article called Everybody in, in, in uh, parentheses still hates Dwight. Uh, he was voted the least popular player in the league. And it was part of why he had to sign a non-guaranteed deal with the Lakers in the bubble championship year. He, again, he signed a non-guaranteed deal just in case he, had, he was problematic and didn't get along with people. Um, obviously, it worked out. He ended up sticking with the team, but it's well known that he's not liked. He is a bad teammate. People don't like him. And there's no doubt in my mind, reading that, thinking about that, that's why he was left off the list because I believe it was mostly former players uh, and current players, if I'm not mistaken, that were voting on the list. And uh, yeah, they don't like you. They're not going to vote for you. That's that's just how the cookie crumbles. Um, I, I worry that it's going to affect his ability to get into the Hall of Fame. He should be a first ballot Hall of Fame. But again, if they don't like you, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be interesting to see. I hope that he he's able to mend bridges because uh, whether how you feel about him should not matter when it comes to, to verifying his greatness as a player. Um, so hopefully it doesn't affect his, his Hall of Fame status at the very least. Let's keep it moving. Number 45 on our list is another fun one and another active player it is Nikola Jokic goat points 228 plays his career in the LeBron era 
he was not on the list last year. I don't believe a lot of his numbers qualified yet, and I think he hit a lot of the thresholds this past year. So he is a new player, a new addition. His nicknames, The Joker, Big Honey, Cookie Monster, Yoke, and The Big Tipper. I have no idea where that came from. He's a 6'11 center from Sambor, Serbia. No college ball. He's been in the NBA since 2015. He is the reigning MVP playing for the Denver Nuggets. And again, as I mentioned earlier, if you have an MVP, it's hard to keep you off the list. So not only is he on the list, he's number 45, top 50. Uh, he's <clears throat> a career so far has been with the Denver Nuggets. As I mentioned, he's a 2021 MVP, two-time All-NBA first team selection, one All-NBA second. He uh, has not had to earn any additional accolades from me. He does not have any rings at this time. <clears throat> his claim to fame he's considered the greatest passing big man of all time already he's currently 12th in playoff points per game he's already ninth all time in triple doubles I he has the record for the fastest triple double in a game in 14 minutes and 33 seconds I believe the prior previous record was 17 minutes so he broke it by two and a half minutes uh, he competed in horse racing as an amateur and still has a passion for it uh, he was MVP of the Adriatic League in 2015 with Mega Basket, which is basically an NBA farm at this point. Uh, he's the only player to have a 30-point triple-double with no missed shots, besides Wilt, of course. <laughs> and Wilt did it twice, by the way. 30-point triple-double, no missed shots. Ridiculous. Uh, he's the fourth player in NBA history to have a triple-double in their playoff debut. He's one of three players along with Kevin Garnett and Tim Duncan with a 20-rebound triple-double in the playoffs. Uh, he has the most double-digit assist games by a center in NBA history. Uh, he passed Wilt in that category last year. Uh, last year, he was the third player to finish a season ranked top five in points. He was third. Rebounds, he was fifth. And, and assists, he was third. The only two players to do it, Elgin Baylor and, you guessed it, Will Chamberlain. Will Chamberlain did it three times, by the way. <clears throat> Top five in points, rebounds, and assists, that is. Against Phoenix, he joined Kareem and that guy again, Will Chamberlain, as the only players with a 30-20-10 playoff game. He is the first center to win MVP since Shaq in the year 2000. He's also the lowest drafted player to win MVP. Uh, he was the 41st pick. And he's also the first second round pick in the common era, which would be since 1966, uh, to win the MVP. Again, he's not even really in his prime yet. <laughs> Uh, the ceiling is the roof for, for Nikola Jokic. I don't think people really appreciate how good he is yet. Number 44 on our list is not an active player. It is Dwayne Wade. 228.41 GOAT points, played in the Duncan, Kobe, Shaq era, crossing over into and playing most of his career in the LeBron era. 
Uh, he actually moved up one spot. He was 45 last year. Uh, his nicknames are Flash and D. Wade. He's a 6'4 shooting guard born in Chicago. Played his college ball at Marquette. Was in the NBA from 2003 to 2019. Currently retired, he is part owner of the Utah Jazz and host of the game show, The Cube. His teams, he played for the Miami Heat, Chicago Bulls, and the Cleveland Cavaliers before returning to the Heat. <clears throat> he was the 2009 scoring champ, 2006 finals MVP, two-time All-NBA first team selection, three-time All-NBA second team selection, three-time All-NBA third team selection, and he uh, was three-time All-NBA defensive second team. Bibbs accolades, he did get a finals runner-up MVP uh, for 2011 when he carried LeBron uh, to, to, the, to the L against the Mavericks. He does have three rings, however, 2006, 2012, and 2013 all with the Miami Heat. His claim to fame is being the all-time leader in points, games, assists, steals, shots made and taken for the Miami Heat, referred to as Miami Wade County. Some additional fun facts about D. Wade. He's 44th all-time in playoff points per game. He's 38th all-time in career points per game. He's 12th all-time in total playoff points. He's 35th all-time in total points. Uh, he actually sat his freshman year at Marquette due to academic issues. And during the Final Four run in his junior year, his triple-double to beat Kentucky in the Elite Eight was the only was only the fourth uh, triple-double in NCAA tournament history. His number three is retired by the Miami Heat and Marquette. And Marquette actually had a rule where they reserved jersey retirement for players who graduate from the school, but they made an exception for Wade, and they didn't wait till he was uh, retired or old to do it. They did it literally 2007 after he won the championship. <clears throat> In 2009, he had more points, assists, steals, and blocks per game than Kobe and LeBron, but finished third to them in MVP voting. Gotta have a good narrative. He holds the NBA record for blocks by players 6'4 or shorter. And he did get named to that 75th anniversary team. I know it was up in the air for a lot of the newer folks. The NFL playoffs are here and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is kicking things off with a huge offer. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any wildcard team to win their game. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team is victorious. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have something to play for this wildcard weekend. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code 
TBPN this wildcard weekend at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indianapolis, or PA only. New customers only. Minimum deposit of $5 and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Number 43 on our list is Willis Reed, 231.8 go points. Uh, played his career in the Russell and Kareem era, pretty much split down the middle. He moved down four spots from last year. Again, some of the changes hurt some of the older guys. Uh, his nicknames are, or his nickname, just one, is the captain. He's a 6'9 center from Hico, Louisiana. Played his college ball at Grambling State University. State College played at Grambling. <laughs> His playing years in the NBA were from 1964 to 1975, though he missed most of his last season due to an injury. He played his entire career with the New York Knicks. He was the 1970 MVP, 1970 and 1973 Finals MVP. He won, uh, he was selected to the All-NBA First Team once uh, he was selected all nba second team four times and he had one all defensive first team selection <clears throat> he was the 1970 defensive player of the year when i did my calculations to determine who would have won that award that year which that was the year he was first team all defense by the way he did not did he not win a ring that can't be right why do i not have his rings on here bear with me i'm an idiot <clears throat> this can't be right. Let me Google this or go to basketball reference, actually. How do I not have this on here? This is ridiculous. Yeah, that's what I thought. How could you win five? Yeah, I'm an idiot. Uh, he won rings in 1970 and 1973 with the Knicks. Uh, making that note addition. All right. His claim to fame, his name is synonymous with guys who played through injuries. Additional facts about Willis Reed. Uh, his 13, he's 13th all-time in career rebounds per game. Uh, he was always a key performer in the playoffs, as indicated by his two finals MVPs. Uh, he missed game six of the 1970 finals with a torn thigh muscle, but famously limped out of the tunnel to start game seven and score the first two baskets of the game, inspiring his team to victory. He's mentioned in Curtis Blow's Basketball and the Beastie Boys song, Long Burn the Fire. After retiring, he became an assistant coach and eventually vice president of basketball operations for the Nets. Uh, he became senior president of the Nets team that went to the finals in 2002 and 2003. And don't you love a full circle moment? Because you remember Jason Kidd was on those teams. Beautiful. Number 42 on our list is Kawhi Leonard. 234 GOAT points played in the LeBron era exclusively. He's actually up five spots. He was number 47 last year. His nicknames are The Claw and Fun Guy. 6'7 small forward. 
from Los Angeles, played his college ball at San Diego State, has been in the league since 2011, currently playing with the Clippers, though he has not played at all during this 2021-22 season so far. His teams are the Spurs, Raptors, and currently the Clippers. Accolades, he's a 2015 steals champ, a two-time defensive player of the year, two-time finals MVP, three all-NBA first-team selection, and that's one of the things that increased, two all-NBA second-team selection, three all-defensive first, and four all-defensive second. That was another thing that increased. He was named first-team all-NBA and second-team all-defense last year, so those two things went into his calculation for this year and are factors as to why he moved up. Uh, he did not get any additional accolades for me. Uh, his rings, 2014 Spurs and 2019 Raptors. His claim to fame is getting the Raptors their first championship and, of course, his gigantic personality. Additional fun facts about Kawhi. He's 33rd all-time in total playoff points. Again, that's not per game. That is total points in the playoffs, 33rd all-time. <clears throat> San Diego State retired his number 15, and he's the first men's basketball player to have his jersey retired by San Diego State. One of three players to win finals MVP with multiple teams, along with Kareem and LeBron. One of four players to win finals MVP and defensive player of the year. Giannis actually just became the fourth player to do so, along with uh, Hakeem Olajuwon and Michael Jordan. <clears throat> and keep in mind that the Defensive Player of the Year award didn't start until 1983. So uh, that's why guys like Bill Russell and Wilt wouldn't be on that list. He is the first non-center to win Defensive Player of the Year two years in a row since Rodman. His buzzer beater to eliminate Philly was the first Game 7 buzzer beater in NBA history. Kawhi did, of course, make the 75th anniversary team. And, of course, his story also is still being written. So maybe he moves up some more. <clears throat> Probably not getting any All-NBA selections this year, though. There's other things could happen if he does return for the playoffs. Number 41, the final one on our list today is Connie Hawkins. He finished with 252 GOAT points, played his career in the Russell era, crossing over into Kareem, where he spent most of his years. Uh, he's actually down four spots from last year. He was in the 30s. His nickname is Hawk. He's a 6'8 center, power forward, small forward, whatever needed to be done, basically. Uh, hometown is Brooklyn. He played at Iowa before being kicked out. His playing years were from 1967 to 1976. Uh, he spent his first two years in the ABA. His teams in the ABA slash NBA were the Pittsburgh Pipers, became the Minnesota Pipers, uh, the Phoenix Suns when he came to the NBA, LA Lakers, and played for the Hawks his last year. His accolades, he was the ABA MVP in 1968 and the playoffs, a.k.a. finals, MVP as well that year. He earned one All-NBA first team selection. He had two All-ABA first team selections, and he had the ABA scoring title in 1968. He did not earn any additional accolades from me. 
his only ring was that 1968 ABA title, which was the first actual ABA title. <clears throat> his story is his claim to fame, and we'll get into that in just a minute. Additional facts, he is 20th in career playoff points per game. His number 42 is retired by the Suns. Uh, he was actually 25 when he joined the ABA. I remember, he started in the ABA before he came to the NBA. So he was 25 when he got to the ABA. Um, and then I believe he spent two, two, at least two years there. Yeah, he spent two years there, and then he was 27 by the time he got to the NBA. Uh, he actually spent four years with the Harlem Globetrotters before going to the ABA. He was a legend in high school at uh, Rucker Park. Uh, he and here's the story. We'll get into it. He almost got caught up in a point shaving scandal his freshman year in college because he had ties to some people involved. He was not, however, involved. Now, point shaving was like the thing of the time. Very controversial. All the sports were worried about it, especially the NBA. Again, he was not involved in any point shaving at all himself. However, he had gotten a small loan from a guy who was involved in the point shaving thing. That loan actually had already been paid back, but his name came up when they were questioning people and thus he was dragged into it. Despite never being indicted or even arrested, he was kicked out of Iowa and no college would touch him. NBA Commissioner J. Walter Kennedy said he would not approve of any contract that was given to him. At the time, there was a policy that said that they would not touch any player anywhere near point shaving. Uh, he was banned from the league formally in 1966 after going undrafted in the 1964 and 1965 drafts. And again, he had to wait. He was kicked out of Iowa, had to wait a little while, became eligible for the NBA draft in 64, again, because of the four-year rule. Uh, but went undrafted 64, went undrafted in 65. And uh, in 1966, the NBA made it official and banned him from the league. <clears throat> At the time, he, another league tried to start up the ABL, and he went and played for the Pittsburgh Rens in the ABL. He actually won the ABL MVP at that time. Uh, that league folded in the middle of the 1962-1963 season, which is how he ended up going to the Globetrotters. Uh, while with the Globetrotters, he sued the NBA for $6 million. And then when the ABA was being started up, he was advised to join the ABA to prove that he could still play at the NBA level. Uh, according to his lawyers, they thought it would be good for him to go play in the ABA, show that he could still hoop. Uh, and then that would benefit his lawsuit, basically, to show, like, look, I'm talented enough to play in the NBA. Uh, let me in, basically. Life magazine covered his story. And with a lot of positive publicity on his side, the NBA realized that they were about to lose their lawsuit and ended up settling with him for $1.3 million. They assigned his rights to the Suns, who had won a coin toss with the Sonics for his, for his rights, basically. Um, Connie Hawkins had always dreamed of playing in the NBA, so he did leave the ABA's Pipers and made his way to Phoenix once that occurred. Uh, the last game of his rookie year in the NBA, and again, remember, he was 27 slash 28 at this time, so it's not like he was a kid. But the last game of his rookie year in the NBA, he had a 44-point, 20 rebound, 8 assists, 5 steal, and 5 block game. And if you weren't 
keeping track at home, that is a five by five with 40 points and 20 rebounds. Uh, in the playoffs that year, he gave Wilt, the Wilt Baylor, Wilt Chamberlain, Elgin Baylor, Jerry West Lakers 25 points, 14 rebounds, 7 assists per game, and pushed them to 7 games in the Western Conference Finals. So again, he came in the league ready. Again, he was 27-28, but he came in the league ready. He was giving Wilt Chamberlain and Elgin Baylor buckets, um, pushed them to 7 games in that Western Conference Finals, his, his first year in the NBA. Um <clears throat> His pre-NBA life is documented in the biography Foul by David Wolf, which I actually looked up to see if I could buy it. Uh, and it is like $170 because it is very rare. It's not a common book. So uh, if you want that book, uh, you better get it while you can because it is not cheap. I think there's a mass market paperback. The hardcover is the $170 one. The paperback is uh, about $80. So it's also not cheap, but apparently they are not reprinting that book anytime soon so uh it's always fun to find those it's random expensive dvds and books and stuff like that if his nba stats don't look great when you just look at the nba portion again after he got to the nba in his prime he started having injury issues uh so it's not like again i feel the need to defend my my aba boosting sometimes and Connie Hawkins, when you look at when he got to the NBA versus what he did in the ABA, would be an example. Somebody might say, like, look, this guy couldn't last in the NBA, even though he dominated in the ABA. It's like, no, he he, he got injured after he got to the NBA. So um, it is what it is. Uh, and Connie did pass away in 2017 uh, of cancer, unfortunately. And that's going to do it, actually. And I hate to, <laughs> to end on that note, actually. Uh, but that's going to do it for this batch. Uh, I'm going to try to see if we can get the next one going this next week. I, I want to try to get them out on Fridays, but things happen this week. I'm, I'm not going to hurt myself trying to force things out. Uh, the next batch is going to be 40 down to 31. And I believe after I do that batch is when I'm going to start putting out the, the, the written pieces. And I'm going to try to keep them shorter than last year. Last year, I went way too far with the information. This year, I'm going to try to keep them a little shorter. But I appreciate you all for joining me on this ride yet again. I'm enjoying doing it. And this next batch should be a lot of fun. Until next time, peace.